Welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast brought to you by Strava Craft Coffee. Remember to use the promo code DNVR25 to get 25% off your entire purchase of that CBD-infused, deliciously rich, and potentially life-altering Strava Craft Coffee. I'm your host, Drew Creaseman. I'm the managing editor of DNVR Rockies. With me in studio is beat writer Michaela Perkins. Patrick Lyons will be joining us soon as he has been listening in on the post-game chatter with Bud Black about the Colorado Rockies hanging on Michaela and winning the game and therefore the series against the San Francisco Giants, one of the hottest teams in baseball so far this year. Rockies have not been able to figure out a way to beat these guys in the first game of the doubleheader. It looked like they didn't even belong on the field with the San Francisco Giants. Nope. One, two games back-to-back, take the set. How about that? How about them, Colorado (laughs) Rockies? Who would have thought they would have actually beaten the first-place San Francisco Giants coming into this series uh, and take a series from them? Yeah. You'll love to see it. I mean, again, like not only who would have thought before the series, but... At the start, as as late as the oh last half inning of the second game of the doubleheader, who would have thought? That was atrocious. <laughs> that was horrendous. I mean, look, usually when a team comes out and scores 10 runs on you in the first inning of the game in your house, that's tough to recover from. Oh, yes. That is, that's just demoralizing. Right. That's just the Giants taking it to you and saying, we own this ballpark now. Thanks for Ugh. coming out. We're going to beat you handedly. Ugh. Oh, it was tough to watch. Totally rage quit worthy, by totally. the way. That, that would have been a rage quit. I think that would have been the second one of the year. We've talked about <laughs> you should get one a year, and we're already at two for the Rockies now, but still. Yes. Oof. Oof. Uh, yeah. It was so not they, pretty. They lose game one by a score of 11 billion to Rymal Tapia. Yep. Uh, however, and I'm burying the lead here because, and I, and I don't want to, you know, if you've got your earbuds in, but. Josie's on a vacation far away. <laughs> I think you were supposed to speed up and go to the chorus. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to lose your love tonight. tonight. How Much about the life and the joy in Charlie Blackman that we finally got to see over the last couple of days? Finally. Charles Cobb Blackman, I love you. It was so (laughs) great to see him break out of his slump. Obviously, we're referring to the walk-off home run in that second game of the doubleheader. Coming into that that inning, that seventh inning of the doubleheader, he was 0 for 6 at the plate that night. So it was definitely long overdue for Charles to contribute in a big way for this team obviously going 0 for 6 on the day is not a great day <laughs> not a good so day but it when was, you finish it like that you right. forget the first six plate appearances who, who cares at who that remembers point? those yeah <laughs> it was his fourth career walk-off home run his fifth walk-off rbi and the best part of it was they were down to their final out it was a full count and he smashed that slider from Doval. And he now becomes only the second player in franchise history to record a walk-off home run on a full count with two outs. Yeah. The other, yeah. of course, Todd Helton. It, it is amazing. It's like there, there were all these stats we looked at before the season. We knew Charlie Blackman was going to become like second Mr. Rocky after Todd Helton in terms of like plate appearances yes. and, and yep. hits and a lot of these things. But that's one you don't, you can't foresee, right? But right. that he also puts his name right there. Pretty cool. The two Mr. Rockies, if you will. You love to see it. I love you, Charlie. <laughs> it, it really was. It was a great moment. And, and again, it's like 
you know, they're, they're down by four runs with two outs. Yes. In the bottom of the seventh, we're going to have to get used to saying that. I know. That. <laughs> um, so strange. But, you know, and, and, and we're so conditioned, the team's not going to win a lot of games this year. It, it still is, And that's still true, you know. So that one slips away from you. Who really cares that much? But for Charlie Blackman and the struggles he's been through so far this season, and seeing young guys like Tapia and Nunez and McMahon contributing and, and him not being there for it, I know that's been eating at him. And you saw the joy when he came around and jumped into his teammates for it. Yeah. And he kept it going with a productive game in the rubber match today, yeah. getting some some key RBI in order to help the team win the baseball game. So you go, man, like, it's nice to see that from the guy who you know <sighs> has been just wanting to contribute to this young group as, as the Papa Bear. Yes. And sitting there with a sub-200 batting average it's just not been good. So it's over 200. Woo! Hey. Yeah, we are over the 200 <laughs> mark for the batting average. Over the Mendoza <laughs> line, as it were. But really, just a, just great to see him contribute to wins. Yes, absolutely. Very happy for Charlie. I, like you said, I know it was eating at him, not being able to contribute. I feel relief for him. I just feel like I can breathe easier now knowing that Charlie feels like he finally showed up for the team in the way that he wanted. So you love to see it. You do. Yeah. You appreciate seeing that. Uh, you also appreciate, of course I appreciate, I can't stop. I won't stop. Look, I'll stop when he stops. Yo dude, my dude. Okay. My dude, <laughs> Rymal Tapia. I know it was in the game that they got absolutely destroyed, but let's not forget he hit a grand slam in this series so that even the worst game of the set, even this gross feeling had this one moment where you could go tap grand slam totally messed up. The, uh, that's the other thing we talked about coming in this series. You, uh, you and I, Michaela, I'm not sure we actually even did this. I'm trying to remember now if we did this on a show we did on podcast or maybe you and I were just talking, but but the giants pitching and how their ERAs were all so low, but they'd pitched almost all their games in California. Yeah. And it's like, we talk about when the Rockies go out there, how it's this opposite environment, how it's really difficult to hit. And a lot of times they go to California and they don't hit. Well, guess what? Sometimes when California pitchers come to the polar opposite environment there, it's tougher to pitch. And I will never get over hearing <laughs> Giants players, Giants coaches, and Giants media complain about Coors Field when they can't pick up a W here because nowhere to be heard from mm -hmm. when they were scoring 10 runs in one inning. Yep. But then the Rockies score six in an inning and all of a sudden, oh, this ballpark and oh, the blue pits. It's the story of our lives, right? We are all aware that there is a huge Coors Field bias that just exists that we have to unfortunately hear about pretty much every time the Rockies do anything positive because anybody looks for any reason to discount this team. It's super annoying. I'm tired of it. I really, really am tired of it. Yeah. But going back to Ryan Maltapia's Grand Slam, love to see that for him. I mean, an awesome moment in a very horrible game. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, right? And I, I believe it's still not, let me double check the, he got a hit in the rubber match, right? He so, did. yeah. So, yeah, he has gotten on base in all but three games that he has played, or that he has started. There's a couple of times he's come off the bench and 0 for 1 doesn't really yeah. count. But, but yeah, all, all but three. Uh, he did strike out. Tap? No, once. <laughs> Every time he strikes out one time. And I How go, dare you do something that's very likely to happen when you play Major League Baseball? I know, right? <laughs> uh, I was actually looking through some of his numbers and totally randomly. Now, the Rockies have played a ton of games inside the division, but found he's only struck out once against somebody not in the division. Jacob deGrom got him for the Mets, but the Mets, that's the yeah. only one. Mets, yeah. Phillies. Astros, every other game has been inside the division, but that he's only struck out once outside the division. So 
Oh, I can't say enough good things about him. I'm not as obsessed with him as you are. Um, anybody well, shout out to Rock, at Rocky's Rage McTapia on Twitter. That's true. He His profile picture is Tapia. That, yeah. so. that, that's, it's not a competition. The two of us can drive the <laughs> hype train together. That's you can right. share custody over the love of Rymel Tapia. Right. But I mean, we've been talking about him for good reason. Every single pretty much podcast that we've done so far this season, he's just contributes all the time in any right. way that he can find. He is a grinder. He's a scrappy guy. He's He plays baseball in the way that you want to see because for so long, all he wanted was a chance to play baseball. Totally. You know, he wasn't getting consistent playing time. He was, you know, spending a lot of time in the dugout watching his teammates play. And I can imagine how frustrating that must have been for him. So now that he's consistently in the lineup, consistently contributing to this team, it's like, I'm going to earn my spot. I'm going to make you people know my name and I'm going to prove to you that I deserve to be on this diamond. And that's exactly what he's done all season long. And I'm so happy to see that because I can only imagine how frustrating it was not getting that consistent playing time earlier in his career. Oh, totally. And you know, it, it's, it's obviously rewarding for me. Somebody that said, no, if you get, Give him the consistent playing time. Right. The, the numbers will be better. And and that's exactly what we've seen. Even the other thing is getting better. He threw out a guy at home plate yep. in the series. It was earlier in the game when the Rockies made the big late comeback. And you think, wow, that, that one run could have been a major deal, right? He threw out a guy at second base today. He's making diving catches. He had a good running catch on the warning track today. Yeah. So once he starts getting into the, and, and hitting, the rest of his game starts to focus in. Yeah. And you see... It's funny, he's not a five-tool player, but in this in the last two series, he's stolen some bases. He's made some mm -hmm. diving catches. He's thrown guys out at home and at second. He's hit a grand slam, and we know what the contact ability. That's his yes. obvious tool. So yeah. he's, he's showing them. <laughs> he's constantly looking for ways to show up that this team really needs. And yeah. you know, if he's not a five-tool player <laughs> in a series, he's still contributing on pretty much every side of the ball offensively defensively you know the way that he commits to the way that he plays baseball is so cool to watch even you know the in the early in the season when he was trying to rob those home runs um he laid <laughs> so out for close. those he's he sacrificing really his body to you know really try to make those big plays and come up in huge situations to help this team i love the way this kid plays baseball it's really cool to watch and i hope rockies fans you know kind of realize the the special talent that we're getting to see now that ryan Altapia is uh in the lineup more consistently yeah, I mean, it, it has been a lot of fun. So toast your Breck Brews on this day to Charlie Blackman and Ryan Maltapia, your offensive players of the series, at least, uh, really did come through uh, with some big hits. Obviously, Blackman with the biggest hit probably of the season yep. <laughs> so far uh, for the Rockets. So grab your Breck Brew or your Seltzy. I'm getting used to saying it. Yeah, you're getting your natural now. Yeah, I know, right? It, um, the Peach Seltzy is is absolutely oh. my favorite. Uh you're into the honeydew, right? I am. Or is, okay, yeah. Yeah, I'm a big honeydew gal, but peach is a close second. Okay. Uh, right here, I got my Mountain Beach Sour Ale. That's, uh, you know, if you're into the adventurous Brecken Brews. Brecken Brews. Brecken Brews. I'm sticking with it. <laughs> um, if you prefer your lagers or your, your uh, you know, your ambers or maybe you like an IPA, they got all that stuff. And all of them are absolutely fantastic. So get a 15-can sampler, either of the seltzers, seltzies or the beers. Uh, at your local King Supers, at a liquor store, down here at the DMVR bar. We don't have the 15-can samplers, of course. you got to come in and get one uh, one of these big drafts, but you only get one this size. And if you're watching, if you're not watching on YouTube, you have no idea what I'm talking about, so you got to join the YouTube as well. One of these big old member beers you get 
when you join the family. We absolutely recommend it. You get access to all that written content. You get to hang out with us in the Discord channel. You get bigger beers down here at the bar. You get discounts on hats and shirts and masks. And you get a free shirt when you sign up for the annual from the DNVR Locker. And you get a free holistic stick from our friends at Holistic Wellness. Check them out, H-O-L-I-S-T-I-K, wellness.com. And after you've gotten your free little 10 milligram CBD stick from them just for signing up for the annual subscription to DNVR, you can also use the promo code DNVR30 to get 30% off from them. So again, check them out at holisticwellness.com. Become a member today at the DNVR.com. And drink your Breck brew in triumph and celebration over the San Francisco Giants. It, God, it feels good to beat those guys. I think only second to the Dodgers, which doesn't happen very often. <laughs> so um, I'm not sure it ever feels as good. I don't know. Let us know in the comments um, who your favorite teams. I feel like your favorite team to beat and also your least favorite team to lose to are probably the same team. Yeah. <laughs> Right? Yeah, I would agree with that. And and Giants for me, like I always felt like the more natural rivalry should be the Diamondbacks, but yeah, I hate losing to the Giants. Oh yeah, especially when they just—I don't know how they are as good as they are. Like totally, injuries what is have this? like plagued them. Yes, like they're one of their best players. Yastrzemski is out. Like I don't even know who there is in their pitching rotation. It seems like they've got a new pitcher going right. every day. Like, it's just so weird to me that the Giants are successful at the moment. I really don't understand where they're finding that success, but it's super annoying losing to the Giants. Um, I am a little bit more bitter about the Dodgers, but, you well, know. Well, you know, sure. <laughs> I can understand losing to the Dodgers because the Dodgers are just that good. But when you're losing to a team like a Di- the Giants, it's just like, why? What, what do they yeah, have why working is this for them? Yeah. What's going on here? Right. Why, <laughs> why is this? <laughs> totally, right? Uh, so let's talk about a little bit of pitching in the steer- series. Let, let's back up and actually talk about the bad before we talk about the good. <sighs> and, uh, oh, Herman. <laughs> Holy cow. Oh, <laughs> that was, <laughs> look, there's not much to say about what we saw out of Herman Marquez in the first game other than you just hope to never, ever, 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 ever see that ever again. That is yeah. as bad as he will look on a, yeah. on a diamond. That was a total, total, total collapse. Um, that was an ugly way to start the ball game. He didn't even finish the first inning. That's how tragic it was. Mud Black had to make a mound visit after 14 pitches because that is how quickly it spiraled into a horrible situation. He pitched two and a thirds inning with six hits Eight earned runs, oh, two walks, oh. and one strikeout. So, oh, man. you know, <laughs> I'm not so quite sure it gets the worse under, than that. <laughs> yeah, no, and and it was funny. I was trying to remember, and then our, our good friend Thomas Harding tweeted it out because there was another time, there was only one other time in his career where I could recall him getting knocked around like that. Yeah. And it was also in the first game of a doubleheader against the Giants yes. a couple of years ago. And, and so it was just like, I don't know what this is. I don't know what the first game of the double header thing is. It really looked like, you know, a couple of starts ago, he had found his fastball, but he didn't have it. He didn't have it at all. And, and I just, you hope he can shower it off and get back out there. And this isn't a long-term mental thing and he, and he can just get over it. And he actually did that last time. If you go back and look, I'd have to double check, but 
in my recollection, he had several strong starts after that miserable outing against San Francisco in 19. Yes. That's all you can hope for. I, yeah, I'm a little, (laughs) okay. (laughs) I'm mad at myself. I'm kind of blaming myself because I think it was either one or two podcasts before this series. I was like, I'm starting to buy into the Rocky starting pitching. This is so great. Everybody's doing so good. And then just monumental failure. And I'm, so I'm kind of blaming myself. I'm sorry. I think I cursed. I think I cursed Herman, um, but that's what I get for saying that I'm starting to believe in Rocky starting pitching. That was just horrific. I I hope it's not uh, a continual issue. I don't think it will be. Um, you know, sometimes I think there's just games where you just, like you said, you just don't have your stuff. You're just not on your A game and the team is going to take, they're going to notice that, that you're facing and they're going to take advantage of it and they're going to light you up. So unfortunately, that's definitely <laughs> what happened, but I'm hoping it's not, I don't think it will be, but that was scary to watch. It, it was it was real scary. And you know, the Ryan Castellani thing was um was really interesting to me because he sure did tiptoe and tap dance and managed to figure out his way through a couple of mm-hmm. okay innings. You know, you you look at the line, but his fastball's sitting on like 89.9 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. Um and that's not who he was in the minors. You know, he could dial it up to 94, 95. He was never a blow you away with 97 guy, but yeah. he had a slow, flat fastball. He was able to work his breaking stuff enough to get through some innings. Um, but I was surprised, you know, when they threw him out there, I was like, okay, we're going to see whatever they were seeing at the alternate site that said he was the better candidate than Antonio Santos or or maybe the most exciting Ryan Rollison. Right. And then Castellani went out there and, while he was by no means the reason they were down or, or they could have lost or they they came back to win, it was like, ooh, he, he's he got to get that fastball back before we see him again. <laughs> yeah, the, the velocity on the fastball was definitely concerning. But I also, I, I agree with the decision to send him out there because in my opinion, it was a low leverage situation. They just got Holy. their asses handed to them by the Giants in the first game of that doubleheader. And then, you know, you have only seven innings to work with for the second doubleheader. Expectations were pretty much on the floor at that point. Yep. I mean, after Herman Marquez's performance, anything could have been better. I could have thrown a Clear better the game. bar. Just clear that bar. Literally. So, I mean, I think, I think that kind of had something to do with it. The low leverage situation of, hey, look, kid, go out there, pitch, do what the best you can, figure it out, get comfortable on the mound. This it was his debut. Yeah, it was his season so, debut. Yeah. You know, they were just like, good luck, have fun. We're not expecting you to throw out an ace performance and zeros across the board. So I see why that decision was made, and I agree with it because <laughs> well, <laughs> you right. couldn't have done worse than Herman in that. Well, case. and 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 yeah, totally. And 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 as you put it, you know, looking back on it. He was fine. Yeah, I wouldn't, it wasn't bad. You wouldn't go to it too often, and, no. and it's not a recipe. Again, if the team was trying to be competitive, you'd right. be like, oh, man, they need somebody better to be their first right. call-up from the minors. But 100%. as it is, like you said, his job was to go out there and throw as close to 70 pitches as he could and not lose the baseball game on his own the yeah. way Marquez did. Exactly. And he didn't. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sitting here saying that he's the future ace of the Colorado Rockies. I'm just saying it was a decent start, enough for him to build off of and feel okay about, right? Like, it wasn't demoralizing. It's not like he's going to be scared to go back out on the mound because he's afraid he's going to get lit up again, because he didn't. He didn't get lit up. He had a 
commendable performance for his Ooh, season Oh, that's debut. a good word for it. That's yeah. I think that's the right word for it. It was commendable, especially when you saw, like, he was so bad in spring training. Like, he couldn't find the strike zone. He There was a time, I think he walked the bases loaded on 15 pitches, and I was like... <sighs> That's not like that's in a bad. video game. You get that's hard to do. Yeah. You know, he just couldn't find the zone. So I was worried he was going to get lit up like a Christmas tree, mm-hmm. and he just was fine. Yeah, it was okay. It was eh, it was good. He gave he gave his team a chance to win the baseball game, which they at the very last moment did. So yes. small cheers of your Breck Brew and to Ryan Castellani for getting the job done. Let's talk about the pitcher who did do well. Let's talk about. As you were talking about aces, if there, if there is one on this team, it is uh, the man who's been doing the job all season Absolutely. out there on the mound, John Gray. Yeah, I think he's the ace of this of this team. And not only do I think he's the ace of this team, but he is our DraftKings king of the game. You can see the line right there. Six innings pitched, four hits, two earned runs, two walks, eight strikeouts. Season high. Season high for Mr. John Gray. Everyone was howling. <laughs> um, I'm sure there were actual real tweets about John Gray howling tonight on the AT&T <laughs> Sportsnet broadcast that they didn't have to make up because he was actually howling tonight. He was. He was indeed. Um, so you love to see that from the guy. I mean, he by far and away has been the best pitcher in the Rockies rotation so far this season. I am so happy for him. He just has good stuff. He looks like he is in total control when he goes out there to pitch. Um, And, I mean, I don't know what else you can really ask for him at this point. He's just on one. He's on a roll. He he really is. I mean, he's just – this is going to sound very simple. There's, like, (laughs) to to hardcore baseball people, but it's also just too right to not say. He's just locating his pitches. Yeah. Like, he's just – Hitting his spots. He's not trying to overpower guys. He doesn't throw 97 very often, if ever, anymore. Right. You know, he just hits 94, 95, but he lives on the edges. He knows when and how to throw his slider. Boy, does he know when and how oh my to throw that slider. It's, it's such a weapon for him these days. Yeah. He's winning as much with his mind as not. You can shake off a home run to Brandon Crawford. It's, it's the, he hits right. a home run a game against the Rockies, yeah. I believe is his average. It's the status quo at this point. Totally. And that's all that he got tagged for today. Yeah. That's it. A two-run jack to Brandon Crawford, which you can shake off. And again, you know, that's in, <laughs> he's a free agent now, or he's about to be a free agent. So is this about trade value, or is it coming back, or whatever? But there was that time in John Gray's career where giving up a two-run homer in the early innings could shake him. Yeah, and, totally. and And make it so that he couldn't do that. And he just... Plow just got right back out there and started plowing through it like it was nothing. Yeah. So he's having the season of his career so far. And also we forgot, I don't want to forget to mention, not only did he have a great pitching stat line, but he hit an RBI today. That's right. That's twice <laughs> That's this year. That's twice, yeah. Um and you know what? We can we can go ahead and 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 we can no, we can tease this now. We can do the full promo and let people know because I, I, I didn't want to say it before I, know, I send I know. it we didn't out. Ahead jinx of time. It. Whenever you book a guest before and then they have to pitch a game. <laughs> but John Gray, will, uh, we'll, we'll have an interview with John Gray for you all on our Sunday series recap. He's coming uh, on the St. show. Louis. He's going to be here. He's going to be answering questions, having fun uh, talking with us about all this. And it's one of the things that I, I've definitely, we're, of course, we're going to ask him about. He's yeah. raking. Yeah. He's Hashtag pitchers stick. who rake. Let's go. You love to see it. Not only is he dealing on the mound, but he's getting. 
He's bat, he's batting run in, he's batting batting runs he's in. Running, yeah, Zach, running right? bats in running batting no. runs in. He's batting <laughs> runs in. Oh my god! Hashtag, Hashtag pitchers RBI. Ooh. runs batted in yeah and what i loved about the one today he swung at the first pitch it's in an yeah. it was in that inning where they scored i believe six runs again uh you know a, a big long one they had already taken the lead uh, yeah. alan trejo dr- draws the walk yep. in front of him great at bat for a rookie there to to show the patience and and you know not come out of himself try to do too much yeah and then john goes up and swings <laughs> at the first pitch literally <laughs> But I love that mentality because, you know, when you bring in a new pitcher after the starting pitcher just kind of collapses, like mm-hmm. that's the best time to swing at the first pitch. You know he's got to throw a first pitch strike. Yeah. Yeah. That's the, that's the, usually what happens when you bring in a new pitcher. So I'm so happy. He was like, I'm just going to freaking swing just at this ball. Like that out there at it. Oh my gosh. It was awesome to see him just take that, just, take, just go for it. He sent it. He's totally sent it. He, he did. He, that, oh, <laughs> I, the, the whole. to swing at that pitch and to get it um you know what you know what he did there he gambled on himself and if you enjoy gambling a little bit out there we've got the place for you to swing by the DraftKings sportsbook app the best damn sportsbook app anywhere in the world it can help you have a little more fun it can also help you make a little bit of money whether you're betting on baseball basketball uh hockey Usually they got fights going on, whether it's UFC or boxing matches. Uh, for a while there, they you could still bet on KBO. I mean, they got anything and everything under the sun. It makes it that much more fun. A lot of times you can bet on baseball games like while they're happening, and you can bet on the outcome of, uh, of an at-bat. And those are some of my favorite ones to do because before – any ball game starts. You never know exactly. You know, if a team's going to say score 10 runs in the first inning or something like that. Um, but I feel like once you've got a feel for the game, I like making those bets in the third and fourth inning. I'm like, mm, so-and-so is going to strike out today. Gray's got the stuff going or Scalafini has got the stuff going. Whoever it is is pitching well. And you just go, I feel good about this one. So take those sports intuitions that you know you have. You're sitting there at home. You know, every time you go, I called it. I called that so-and-so was going to hit a home run. Well, take that feeling and turn it into a little bit of moolah at DraftKings Sportsbook. They literally keep the hits coming from one boxing event to the next. They're growing that excitement and anticipation this weekend. They've got a huge fight coming up on Saturday night, and you can turn $1 into $55 when placing a bet on the main event, just pick the winner. They'll turn $1 into $55 when you use the promo code DNVR. Again, that's this Saturday night. Big fight. I don't know who's fighting. I, whatever. It doesn't matter. Pick one. <laughs> Wait, I think, okay, I have to listen to the bets podcast because my desk is right next to you. I think it's, Allie, you're probably going to make fun of me. It's Canelo, right? Canelo versus... Canelo? Canelo versus someone I've never heard of. Canelo's close to Carmelo, so that's who I got. I think it's like Canelo versus Billy Joe. Joe something. I don't know. Billy Joe Armstrong, (laughs) the the lead singer of the Green Day? The Green Day? Well, I thought... Do you know the Green Day from... (laughs) When he first said it, I thought he said Billy Joel. I was like, the piano man? (laughs) Hey! Hey! Um, The piano man! I originally thought he was a guitarist, though, so I'm also exposed. I was like, isn't Billy Joel a guitarist? Um, and Ryan was just like, you did not just say that. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm sure he can play the guitar, uh, but that's definitely not the instrument he's known for. So I do believe it's Canelo, but I, Billy Joe. All right. Well, place $1 on either Canelo or Billy Joe. 
<laughs> and they'll turn it in to $55 when using that promo code DNVR only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right, a few other things to talk about. We can do this one real quickly. The bullpen is still... Uh, but they, they, they hung on. Again, uh, your dude, I don't think you actually was any of our dudes. Thinking back on it, Robert Stevenson, yeah. I don't believe, was drafted in our he was dude not. draft. Uh, I feel like you were you were doodly on him early, early on, uh, noticing what he'd been doing. Another really strong performance for him out there today. And then yeah. Daniel Bard hangs on. Not great, but maybe a step in the right direction for him. Uh, it was not great. It was nerve-wracking, and it made my tummy hurt. But <laughs> it, it didn't end in a disaster. And technically, the run that was given up was not his fault. I mean, he walked the guy to get on the base. But after that, that was unfortunately Dom Nunez's fault. That's that's true. I mean, so, right. That's that's a tough... But, but you're right. At the end of the day, the one run that he did give up was unearned. Uh, not... Technically, you're right. We're, we're splitting hairs. You hate to see your closer come out of the bullpen and walk the first two guys. Yeah. That's... And come within uh, a check swing that I think they got right, but it was that close. Yeah. Kirk Casale was that close to having not swung. Yeah. And if if that call goes the other way, and it's a fit, that's a coin toss. That's 50-50. Yeah. He's walked the bases loaded with nobody out, and you're in a, a world of pain there. That said? Yes. Save. It's a save, a save to save. I'll take it. it. Was it a great save? No, but it was still a save. It's in the record book as a save. S so. and a W. <sighs> yeah, it's okay. Um, whew, the bullpen, the bullpen, the bullpen. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I, it's not good. The bullpen is very concerning. Um, there are a few bright spots. I don't want to take away from Jordan Sheffield and Robert Stevenson. Um, Michael Givens every now and then can show up in a big way, but um, all right, let's play a quick let's play a quick game. I've just made up. We'll we'll force Allie or Kale or somebody to make a graphic before too long. But someone's coming out of the bullpen for the Rockies, and Michaela's either going, Eesh, or oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like the, right? the kombucha girl. Mm? Yeah, yeah. Those are your, those are your two options, right? <laughs> so. Right now, when Daniel Bard comes out of the bullpen, it's still... It's not yeah, great. I yeah, don't you're, feel... I think that's right. I think you're still in... Yeah, I'm still in cringe mode. Um, I hold my breath for the entire ninth inning. Yeah. Um, Yancy Almonte right now. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, that's right. Uh. I think you answered that one. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, okay, let's, let's do a few. The, you got Robert Stevenson. Yeah. Yep. Okay. I'm, okay. I'm feeling okay. Feeling okay. Justin Lawrence had an interesting outing, and he only made one appearance in this set. He did. He struck out up. a guy and walked a couple. Is that right? Walk. He struck out one, walked two, and gave up two earned runs. Okay. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Not the best, but I will say I love his strange routine wind up that he does on the mound. He. I mean, he pumps gas like he, that guy is tossing cheddar on the mound. Oof. Like it is just. Uh, like yeah. heat, just pure heat. Um, and his windup is <laughs> very unique. Yeah, it's um, something else. But it? unfortunately, uh, that was not a great performance from him. So A plus on the gas, C minus on the performance. Yeah, I, I think we're still, you know, 
because he's so young and the stuff is there, you can ex- you, you go, okay, th- those things are going to happen. I, th- I think you're still excited to see him enter the baseball game because yeah. you know he can touch a hundo. Yeah. You know, you want to see that. I was talking to a, a former major league hitter in the press box uh, this weekend. It's not a weekend, whatever, the last couple of days. And he was saying, this is, this is my nightmare. Yeah. Th- this, this type of guy who throws from this arm angle and can touch upper 90s, but then also has a slider that comes in at 81. That's... 20 miles an hour of difference I have to account for. Right. He said, this is, and this was a, well, I don't want to, never mind. Uh, quality hitter. And and it's just like, yeah. yeah. Like this, yeah. Justin Lawrence is my nightmare. Yeah. So. there, And I think it's becoming a trend. Like we're seeing more relievers who are tall dudes. Justin Lawrence is 6'3", heavy. He's like 200 pounds plus. Mm-hmm. And it's this like, it's this certain type of pitcher where all they can do is just pump gas, right? Like they're just, their velo is super high on their fastball. They can usually get their sliders up to like high eighties, low nineties. And that's basically all they can do, but it's effective because like you, like the, the, the hitter said, that's your worst nightmare. Like there, you, there's no way that you can see a pitch coming at you going hundred miles an hour. Right. It's, it's so hard. Right. It's impossible almost. Um, and I, I think, you know, Justin Lawrence is a type of reliever that we're going to see popping up a lot more just because, you know, when you get those big, heavy guys that can just are super strong and can just pump gas, like it's, I mean, yeah. it'll, it usually works in your favor. Um, you know, usually you start seeing command issues with those types of pitchers. So yep. that's all we've seen from him. Again, those, those two earned runs that you talked about, you know, he walked those guys they were, they were inherited runners. Uh, Michael Givens actually ended up giving yeah. the hit that they scored on. So Lawrence, while well, he's got to throw strikes because it's like, dude, with the stuff you have, just put it in the zone. Easy for me to say. I can't yeah. throw 101 miles an <laughs> hour. A little higher, a little uh, lower. Right? Get it in there. Right in there. Um, he really hasn't been, like, hit hard yet. Mm-hmm. And that's no. that's fun and interesting to watch. And, yeah. you know, I think pretty much everybody else. Jordan Sheffield, I think we're still in a... Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm still feeling pretty good about um, him. Ben Bowden. Uh, you know, Lucas Gilbreth has looked okay in his couple of appearances so far. It's yeah. kind of like you were saying about the Castellani stuff. They've been putting him in low leverage situations, situations to let him not fail. Right. And, and I think that's worked well for him. Yeah. Uh, they have a lefty in the bullpen, by the way. Lucas Gilbreth. Hey! <laughs> it's that? a miracle! <laughs> it's a Christmas miracle. <laughs> hey, boys and girls. Uh, Nobody knows Jimmy Stewart. Okay. <laughs> that's an old asthma. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's, that's even that's well before my time. Um, and speaking of well before my time, uh, houses. What? They are. They are. Most of them were built before I was born. <laughs> I know I know the one I'm moving out of and the one I'm moving into were. And I got a lot of help from our friends at Chevalier Mortgage. They're absolutely the best. If you didn't know, Chevalier is literally French for protectors of the realm. They are the knights who will protect your realm, your home, your abode. They'll help you out with anything. Man, getting a loan, finding out new financing for the market, all that stuff. As exciting as the market is right now, and believe me, especially here in Colorado, very exciting. It can still feel a little intimidating, but Mike and Virginia Chevalier make it a whole lot of fun. They can make you enjoy the experience. Talk to you a little bit about the sports going on in your life because they're big sports fans too. Huge supporters of us here at the DNVR. So if you've got any kind of home loan needs or DNVR, or well, not DNVR mortgage questions. I'm getting into the just mortgage questions. Uh, you gotta you gotta find them. You can go to DNVRmortgage.com. 
enter to win a free shirt or hat of your choice. But most importantly, when you do that, you enter to win a, oh, you get a free consultation, excuse me, on all of your options with Mike or Virginia Chevalier to test all of what you've got in front of you. So again, that's dnvrmortgage.com. Check them out. You can also call Virginia directly at 303-257-6578 or Mike at 970-412-2472. Where's my NMLSs? There they are. Michael Chevalier, NMLS number 1931006 and Virginia Chevalier, NMLS number 1910631. I have a fun trivia thing for you. Yes, okay. So coming into tonight, there were only three pitchers in the National League who had a better home ERA than John Gray. Can you guess who those three pitchers are? First of all, I love that because whoever the other three pitchers are, their home ballpark is easier to pitch in than John Gray's Which is. says a lot about John Gray. <laughs> That's right. I'll say Jacob deGrom mm-hmm. because he has a lower ERA than everyone everywhere. Yep. Um... That's the only gimme. So there's two others. Who's dominating this season? Giolito got knocked up that one time, but I know he's been good a few other times. So is that on the road? Well, you said National League. It's only National League. Only National there's League. There's only three pitchers in, I don't know now, obviously, with the okay. results of the game. But before this game, oh, there's right. only three pitchers. <laughs> For Alex Wood or DeSclafini, any of us? Nope. <laughs> None of the it's, Giants It's who guys? you would think. They're very notable pitchers. So Trevor Bauer. Or a Walker Bueller, one of those guys. It's no. not a Dodger. Nope. Oh, good. No Dodgers. Scherzer. Yep. So it's Degrom, Scherzer. Scherzer. Mm-hmm. One more. Oh, who's who am I missing? Come on, chat. <laughs> <laughs> chat, have it. Help me out, chat. Oh um, wait, it was only two in the National League. The other one's the American. Oh, okay, League. okay. Yeah, so you got the two in the National okay, League. Okay, the good. other one's the American League. Um. Who, who's wheeling and dealing in the American League these days? It's also who you would think would be a notable pitcher. Is it like a Granky or someone like that? No. Garrett who's? Cole. Oh, Garrett Cole. Yeah. Oh, yeah, right, 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 right. Yeah. Okay, so the, the the people that, and you said Cole and DeGrom before the season, you were big on the New York guys yeah. for your I think your the both Cy Young, Young winners yeah. are going to be from New York. But, uh, yeah, so only two pitchers in the National League and one pitcher in the American League have a better home ERA than Mr. John Gray himself. So that's, I mean... He's up there with two potential Cy Young winners this year and a previous Cy Young winner That's in a, in a um, yeah. um, World Series. World, yep. Se- World Series winner. <laughs> and as we know, like you said, it's just so much tougher to pitch at Coors Field than, yeah. than any of these other places. So Gray is really doing some fantastic stuff. Really, really well. I mean, like I said, I genuinely think he's the Rockies' true ace. I know he's not in the one spot, but he should be. All right. We have got a string of uh, bits of information coming now from our guy, Patrick Lyons. We're having a little bit of a technical difficulty connecting with him and getting him on the show. That doesn't mean that his wisdom and knowledge and information still can't make it to us. So the Rockies scored six runs in the fourth inning. The third time this month, they have scored six runs in one inning, and it's only May They're the comeback kids. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, They had five singles and three walks in that inning. It's the first time since August 29th, 2012 versus Los Angeles uh, that they scored, uh, the Dodgers, that is, that they scored uh, at least six runs in one inning without recording an extra base hit. 
This gets into what you were just talking about. John Gray is now 4-0 at Coors Field this season with a 2.08 ERA and 30.1 innings pitched and a 0.99 whip at Coors Field. I can't remember the last time I've seen a zero. Field is the major key here. Yeah. That is incredible. So, you know, Gabe Kapler talking about, oh, the CJ Crone blue pit that, you know, led to the whole thing. It's like, he's not wrong, but Rockies pitchers have to deal with that all, All the, the time. time. Yes. Gray has allowed four or fewer hits in each of his starts at home, the longest stretch in franchise history. Howlin' like a wolf. <laughs> Howlin' like the wolf of Blake Street, indeed. Did I mention he's going to be a guest on our show this week? I'm so glad that I'm booking so that didn't like. <laughs> yeah, backfire. <laughs> totally. I'm glad you booked it because I think if I booked it, it would have cursed him. Totally. Because I am unlucky for this team. Agreed. So I need to keep my mouth <laughs> shut. <laughs> Agreed. All the dudes on my team were hurt at one point. I said I was starting to believe in Rocky starting pitching, and then Herman Marquez does what he did at the first game of the doubleheader. So I need to not say anything. <laughs> I love it. Uh, moving over to some more uh, Charlie Blackman news. Patrick continues to send us some more notes. Blackman went two for four with two RBI, has consecutive multi-RBI games for the first time this season. Ooh. Uh, has gone 10 for 32, so he's hitting 313 with two doubles and one home run and nine RBI over his last nine games. So since April 27th, Charlie Blackman hitting 313. It looks like he may be out of that first month slump. Maybe. Yeah, I like that. April 27th was like last week, so I don't want to get like, woo, like too that. excited, but okay. no, he's on the like right track. 10 for his track. last 32. Uh, Trevor Story extended his hitting streak to seven games. He's 11 for his last 25. That's 440 batting average. Um, well, then why is he right that 440? Oh, in that. But over the last, he's, he's slashing 356, 437, 695 with six doubles, one triple, four home runs, and 16 RBI over his last 17 games. So again, since the second game of the April 17th doubleheader, Trevor Story is playing like a, a star. This Trevor story we know and love, which yeah. is really great because the beginning of the season was not great. No, no. And, and, and we know he was running into some bad luck, but still ultimately, you know, the, that has to pan out in baseball. You play 162 of them. You can't say I got luck. I got bad luck for the first 12. Like, all right. Yep. That's <laughs> fair. Keep going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all you can do is keep going. And he has, and isn't uh, there a saying like baseball is a game of failure. You just need to fail less than the other person. That's exactly right. Just yeah. fail a little bit less. I've always said that the winner of the world series is not the best team in baseball or the team that had the best year. It's the team that just happened to lose least. Yeah. At the end. Yeah. I mean, anywhere else, a 300 average would be horrible. Totally. Like, <laughs> right. Like, imagine hitting 300 or 30% of your yeah. free throws or your jump shots in the yeah. NBA. Yeah, you or, would not be in the NBA. Yeah. So, completing 30% of your passes as an NFL quarterback. Like, no, you, you get a hit 30% of the time. Like, this guy's really good. Yeah, pretty so, much. Loving it. Uh, I can't believe they won this series. I really can't. One more from Patrick. Today was the first Rockies home game where they scored six-plus runs all in one inning and won the baseball game. It's the first time since April 21st, 2017, a win also over the Giants. All the runs also came in the bottom of the fourth in that game, and the final score was also 6-5. to five. Come back, kids, baby. That's the Rockies this year. Patrick also <laughs> says that I look cute today. I don't know if you guys can see this. I'm holding my phone. That's... 
He didn't say anything about you, Mac. I'm sorry. You know, it's, <laughs> I figured brutal. it's fine. I, it's, yep. Uh, um, so th- those are, those are some really fantastic notes. It, it really is. It goes back to what we've been talking about all season, Mac. It's, they're going to lose their games. They're going to lose their games ugly, but yep. then they're going to find a way to entertain and enthrall you and do things like, beat the Giants at home and, and send their whole coaching staff and their players and their media making excuses for why they, the hottest, arguably the best team in baseball coming into this series and who destroyed this Rockies team saying, these guys don't belong on the same field as us. After whimper out of here saying, oops, lost the series. I mean, yeah, like I've been saying, I think I've been preaching now for many podcasts. This is going to be a season, a season where you have to find joy in small moments and take advantage of them when they are provided to you, because overall, this is going to be a rough season and a very long season. So when you get, you know, it's almost a rough game with that late two run home run from (laughs) Darren Ruff. Sorry. All right. Uh All right. Oh, yeah. yeah, boo. Um, Throw that guy out of the bar. <laughs> He's had too many. But no, I mean, you love to see moments like this. You love to see walk-offs from Charlie Blackman, who's the grandpa of the team. You love to see grand slams from Rymel Tapia. You love to see John Gray not only pitching extremely well, but <laughs> get two RBIs on the season. Hashtag pitchers who rake. So it's just going to be constantly looking for these moments in a bleak season. And I think, you know, it's, it's cool to see this type of series from this team, especially after playing the Giants hasn't been the best for the Rockies so far this year. <laughs> no, no, it hasn't. You know, and and again, like we didn't even talk about Ryan McMahon, who got some quality hits and, you know, yeah. drew some walks and, and contributed in this series. He wasn't the loudest bat like we talked about. It really was Tapia and Blackman. And, and as Patrick, you know, threw in story doing his story. part. Yep. Um, those guys doing the thing, but that's what's so fun is like, it really is weird for a team that you don't expect to win ever. You look down the lineup and you go, okay, one through five. I'm actually excited to watch Tapia Hampson story, Blackman crone hit. And then I'm curious to see what guys like Daza and Nunez, you know, Nunez has cooled off just a little bit, but I, you know, he's got it there. Had a chance to hit another grand slam today. I was so ready for I it. Know. <laughs> so ready for it. But Whoever it is, you're like, okay, well, I want to see those guys. And it's kind of the same thing with the pitching. Like you said, we're frustrated right now that Marquez hasn't been there. Sensatella's out now, so we're we're kind of looking to see what's going to happen. Is it going to be Castellani again? What's going on there? But Gomber and Gray, you're still feeling pretty pretty good about. Then you look and see Freeland's on his way back. Yep, he is uh, traveling with the team to St. Louis, and if it goes well in some simulation games, they're going to send him out for rehab games. So, you know, him and Brendan Rodgers both are on that same track. Um, They could be starting in some rehab games pretty soon here. So, Fun pieces to add back to your team, but first game in St. Louis, you know who's taking the hill for your Colorado Rockies? Could they have drawn this up any better? The drama. It's Austin. It is. Oh my god! He's set to of take the mound. Game one. Did they? Did they? Plan Austin this? Gomber versus Nolan Arenado. They had to have planned this. They had to. There's no way the universe. This is like a storybook. Has an amazing sense of humor. 
Oh my gosh. The Rockies have to win that game. I don't care if they lose the series. They have they to win the game. They will either win the game or they will lose on a walk-off home run from Josh oh, Fuentes' sh- cousin. Oh my God, no. We're not even going to speak about that. We're not even going to think about it. We're not even going to speak it into existence. The Rockies are going to win that Boy's game. Or going over with three Ks. <sighs> the Rockies are going to win that game that Austin Gomber is starting for the Rocks. Josh Fuentes is going to light it up and prove that he's the superior cousin <laughs> and we are gonna all rejoice because we won the trade battle for cousin supremacy uh, you see uh ellie harris montero hit a home run for the yard goats uh second guy in the in the trade so did win the trade take that st louis ha. <laughs> uh yeah no so speaking of which let's go ahead and announce all the stuff for the rest of the week wrap this thing up and get you all on your way it's gonna be a really fun rest of the week for us we'll have your normal conversation with drew goodman coming up for you tomorrow wrapping up this series getting ready for everything going on in st louis talking about what's going on with this team getting his take on bill schmidt we talked a little bit about that but again it's always good to talk to somebody inside the organization uh when those kinds of changes are happening but then and again we mean no slight we love drew goodman we we appreciate drew goodman greatly and dearly but we are very excited right after that to be joined to preview the st louis cardinals series by the one and only Katie Wu. Katie Wu. From The Athletic. She will be hanging out with us. We'll send out that graphic on Twitter. We'll let all you know about it on Friday. It'll be a little bit of a different time. We'll be doing it at 1 o'clock in the afternoon for you Friday. Come and join us. It's going to be fun. Uh, ask her your questions about what the Cardinals have been doing. Katie Wu will be on the press conference that they're going to make Nolan available for before the Rocky series. So she's going to be bringing a lot of good information about what Nolan had to say. Um, you know, no one's really ever asked him about how he felt about the Breidich situation with him being stepping down so katie's gonna be bringing the the heat i'm so excited she's joining us she's my sister from another mister we went to cronkite together um i'm so excited she's coming on like i said she's gonna have a wealth of information one of the most brilliant minds in baseball that i've ever had the pleasure of knowing she's gonna yeah Yeah. it's gonna be a great show she she's She and I were talking today on on Twitter. There was apparently, I got to get the skinny on this. There was a delay in the game. She was covering for a video review for a mound Mound visit. visit. Is that even possible? I don't understand. We are going to have so much fun. Oh, a big Nelly fan. (sighs) Patrick, you're not even here (laughs) and you're still being annoying. What is that? Okay, for context, if you don't know, I went viral on DNVR Sports TikTok because I am missing a lot of pop cultural knowledge and a picture of Nelly came up on the screen and I thought it was Tupac. Okay, I'm sorry. That was the, okay. I'm sorry. I didn't see his, he had a chain on that said Nelly and I just didn't see it. (laughs) I, I didn't see it. So thank you, Patrick, for once again throwing me under the bus because I don't know my pop culture knowledge i totally go follow us on tiktok do that though do that at dnvr underscore sports gotta make that happen um straight up though big nelly fan country grammar was a legit album uh sing rapping is dope uh i don't know why it went out of style he could actually sing and rap nelly for life i don't think i'm allowed to say that uh but still 
<laughs> I don't even know a Nelly song. I don't know what's happening. Um, so yeah, like we said, Katie Wu on Friday, one o'clock, be on the YouTube, subscribe to that. Make sure you hit the bell icon. You don't want to miss that. You can come and ask her your questions. We're going to be talking to her about what the Cardinals been going through her take on the whole Arenado situation, other things going on in the world of baseball. Cause she's just so smart in the game. She also covered the Padres for a while. She covered the A's for a while. So she's plugged in. This girl knows her stuff. Uh, Plus, if any of you are out there in the St. Louis area or you want to go visit, uh, you know, see some games out there, we'll be talking about the best way to do all of those things as well. And then, as we mentioned again, you're not going to want to miss John Gray making an appearance on the live show for us on Sunday. So I would just like to say Tim MC in the comments said, not knowing pop culture is a sign of intelligence. Thank you, Tim. (laughs) I have been getting roasted for the past two weeks because I didn't know who Kurt Cobain or Jimi Hendrix was. Okay, so thank you. I am intelligent. I just don't know who all these old ass people are. So thank you, Tim. I appreciate you greatly. (sighs) (laughs) Thank you, Tim. Does that mean that if I do know pop culture stuff that I'm dumb or is that... I mean, you said it, not me. So, <laughs> is, that, is, that, is, that, is that go both ways? Hey, Tim, we're gonna have an issue here. Uh, no, I, I'm with you. I'm with all of you. You got to follow all that stuff on TikTok. You got to follow all of us on social media at Michaela E. Perkins, at Patrick D. Lines, at Drew Creaseman, at DNVR underscore Rockies, at Ali Monroy has been behind the scenes for us today, running the show. Uh, On the production side, absolutely fantastic vibes in the DNVR bar today. The Colorado Rockies have beaten the San Francisco Giants in a series of Major League Baseball games. It's just true. You love to hear it. You love to say it. Yep. Suck it, Giants. (laughs) (laughs) And on that note, thank you all for hanging out with us. We really do appreciate you all. Make sure, again, like I said, you're following everyone on social media. Get on the Instagrams and the TikToks and the the fancy stuffs for the young people. Learn a little bit about Jimi Hendrix for you old people. (laughs) Or don't. Maybe it's not a sign of the I don't know who that is either. (laughs) You know, it's fine. (laughs) I do love me some Jimmy, though. Uh, I enjoy hanging out with all of you even more than that, though. Far more than listening to Jimi Hendrix. What I enjoy is hanging out, talking Colorado Rockies baseball with all of you, even when it's going to be a rough season like we all know it is. It really was a fun series, uh, especially if you like just sticking it to those guys. Suck it. All right, thank you all. Pack your bags. You're out of here. Get out of here. (laughs) Thank you all for hanging out with us on this one today. You've been absolutely positively awesome out there. We've been absolutely positively Michaela Perkins and Drew Creaseman in here, plus Patrick Lyons with the notes. We appreciate you, buddy, as always. And until next time, we will see you at the ballpark. 